Uh, join me now. Uh, been following her career since back when she was with The Defector, and she just really cool stuff, like featuring, did a great piece on backup quarterbacks in the NFL, now senior NFL writer with The Athletic. It is Kaylin Kaler. Kaylin, uh, it's been a while. Appreciate Thanks for joining the show today. Hey, thanks, Matt. Absolutely. Um, let's. We're going to dive in, obviously, to just. Well, let's just start here. Can you think of a scarier moment that uh, in your career covering sports than what we saw last night in the Bills Bengals game uh, with the cardiac arrest with Demar Hamlin? No, I definitely can't. And I, I wasn't at the game. I'm at home in Chicago, and yeah. when I was. Uh, watching when i was watching on tv i actually had like left the room i think i was making dinner so i left the room to go get something in my kitchen and came back and i didn't see uh the play and i just the first thing i saw was the players uh reactions like josh allen with his hands over his face um and so that really stood out to me just the reaction of the players i was like oh my gosh i didn't even see what just happened but based off of how they're reacting it seemed a lot more serious than anything I have ever witnessed, certainly, in my career. For me, the moment that you could start to feel that this was different when they kept going back to commercial break, and Joe Joe Buck sounded scared, sounded rattled. It's like, um, we're going to go back to break. But then when the words were said, there is CPR being performed on the field, Suddenly, it's like okay, I uh, this is something uh, we saw something similar at the Euro Cup last year, but this is something we had never seen in football. Yeah, and I think that is why I think that's the difference here of why this game was not played because normally, uh, you know, when a when a player goes down with any other type of injury, even even most head injuries, when a player goes down with that, they are usually able to give that thumbs up to show the yes. crowd and show yeah. their teammates that they're okay. Um, and in this situation, that was not happening. That did not happen. So I think that is sort of the difference maker here. First, that you know CPR had to be administered. I mean, I can't really remember a situation where that happened either. Like, that set this apart for sure. And then also the fact that, you know, when he was being ambulanced off the field, there was no way of knowing was he okay? I mean, at that point, when he was leaving the field, I don't think anyone even knew, you know, if he, if they had been successful in CPR. You know, we didn't know that at the point. We now know they were, which, thank goodness, they were. Um, but at that time, we didn't even know that. So I think that is what makes us different. Because I was thinking last night, I'm like, you know, it, it seems crazy. There, there have been situations before where you're like, well, how could they go on playing after that? Like Ryan Chazier is the first one that comes to mind for me as the most recent one. Um, you know, but even earlier this season after, you know, Tua went down in the same stadium um, and left the field in an ambulance in the same, you know, probably from the same exit uh, just, a, you know, two or three months ago. That was really scary too. And, you know, things just, resumed but again like people were able to make to feel confident that Tua was probably going to be okay in that moment in a way that in this one they really weren't yeah and and this again this one's no precedent and I understood and you, you see this on social media where everyone 
And, and, and I get it. It's a very normal human reaction because everyone was emotional and they should have been and scared. So then the next thing you do is, okay, who do I blame for this? And people wanted to blame football. And I don't I, I kind of looked at it and then you, you, you read that this is a very rare condition and, and an injury that, and again, we're not sure exactly what happened, but this didn't feel like because of football. This felt like because of a, a horribly timed hit at a horribly tragic moment in a tragic spot. So I, I, I didn't really blame football, and I wasn't really upset at the NFL because it was sort of unprecedented for them and what they were going to do mm-hmm. in the PA. And, and if they canceled the game right away, then would that have made it more difficult to get the first responders in? Like, I think at the end of the day, I didn't come out blaming anyone or blaming football because the moment that Hamlin fell down, it's stopping a football story, and it was just a human story. I mean, that's sort of how I interpreted it, but I'm, I'm curious how you did. Yeah, I feel the same. I think the only um, area here that I'm curious about, and there's been some miscommunication, or not miscommunication, but there's been some contradictory things out there, is um, the point in the broadcast where Joe Buck said uh, that the the teams had a five-minute warm-up period. He told the New York Post today that, so after the game, Troy Vincent, who is the EVP of football to the NFL, Troy said, no, they, they had never considered resuming the game. Like, that information did not come from the leave office. But then Joe Buck told the New York Post that the information came from John Perry, who is ESPN's rules analyst, and John Perry was communicating directly with the NFL. So that is confusing to me as to whether did the NFL originally think this game was going to go on as scheduled or, you know, as Troy Vincent says, did they not? And to me, that's still kind of a question mark here. But, you know, that is secondary, obviously, to Javon Hamlin's well-being. But I do think it's the thing that impressed me was the coaches coming together uh, on on the field. And, you know, we don't know exactly what they said to each other, but it was clear that they – you know, decided we're going back into our locker rooms. And I think at that moment in our conversation was when they were like, yeah, this is not, you know, we can't go forward with this. So I really think the two head coaches did a great job of, you know, coming together and making that decision and, you know, doing what they felt they needed to do for their players and their team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and listen, we'll, who knows if we'll get all the information. I just, for me, it was like, all right, the easy thing to do is to blame the NFL. For me, it just became a human story and the first responders and, and all of that. We're going to call Kaylin back. The line was getting a little fuzzy there, senior NFL writer with The Athletic, because she covered, she's done some, some great stuff on the Buffalo Bills. And, and I saw on her Twitter feed sending her retweets, about about Damar Hamlin, the person, and I'm curious what she can fill us in in on that. And then afterwards, just do that awkward transition from this, you know, this tragic. Well, I don't know how tragic it is. I, I even hate using the tragic. This is scary situation that we are in, or that he is in right now, and that the Buffalo Bills and the Hamlin family are currently involved in. Uh, but moving from that just to actually football conversation. So we'll get Kalen Kaler back on in a second. And it is like, if you can, you know, and we, we all can do this, all as human beings, we all can compartmentalize. If we couldn't, then we'd all be emotional wrecks. You'd see one tragic news story, um, you know, about a boat sinking or, or a horrible bus crash, and then that would just dominate yourself emotionally for like the next couple months. 
You know, we can do this where we can still pay respect and keep an eye on what's going on with this very young Buffalo Bill safety, but still talk football because, you know, there's wild games coming up. We, we don't know who's going to be the number one seed in the AFC or the NFC. You know, we don't know if, um, you know, uh, will Belichick and Rodgers actually make the playoffs? And we'll get with that. But, Kalen, first, uh, you've written about the Bills. You've covered the team here and there. And I saw you retweeting some other reporters. Um, what should people know about just who, about who this young man, De- uh, DeMar Hamlin, who this young man is? Yeah, I mean, I have never spoken to him uh, personally. Uh, and now I wish I had, seeing everything uh, that people are putting out there about him. But... You know, from everything I've read, it seems like he's a very uh, motivated. I mean, this is a guy who was a six-round pick, so not a not a super high draft pick. So usually those guys are really motivated, hard workers. Um, you know, his seems like he had a very close relationship. He has a very close relationship with his parents, and um, you know, the stuff out there about his uh, generosity and, and the foundation that he has, and the toy drive that he was organizing, is all really cool. And I don't know what the fundraising total on that is now, but. It's like um, over four million no, or something. Last time I saw. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's that's wild. I mean, that's that's nice. That's a silver lining, I guess, here to see that um, come out of this. But yeah, it seems like he was a really good person, and I think just the response of his teammates tells you that. What do you think? Uh, like when you were covering the the Bills, um, just. Uh, you know, I was going to ask, what do you think they're feeling? That's a stupid question. They're all feeling nothing but fear and and sympathy, and they wish them nothing but the best. Um, we'll we'll move on to other just NFL stuff. This is the uh, awkward transition part of this interview with Kalen Kaler, <laughs> yeah. senior NFL writer with The Athletic. Um, are you rooting for, and this one's a weird one because New England's playing Buffalo, but if we take the Bills' side out of it, are you rooting for Aaron Rodgers and Belichick to make the playoffs? Because, Kalen, a little while ago, it looked like Rodgers, Belichick, and Brady, none of them would be in the postseason. Brady is now in by once again defeating time, and Rodgers and Belichick both have a chance. Yeah, I. that's an interesting question. I don't think I'm rooting for Rodgers, only because I really am a huge fan of the Lions this year. Um, and, you know, if Green Bay beats Detroit, then, you know, it's over for Detroit, obviously. So um, I really, I just thought the Lions run this season has been really fun. And um, Dan Campbell is obviously such a fun and interesting coach to follow. And um, I like what they've been doing there over the last couple seasons, and especially with the way that their year started and then, you know, turning it around and going on this win streak at the end of the season to actually get into playoff contention has been really exciting. So I think that's the only reason that uh, I don't want to see Rodgers in because they're going head-to-head with the Lions, obviously. Um, So, and I know the Seahawks also, you know, the the outcome of the Seahawks game also impacts the Lions anyways. But, um, so yeah, I think think the Lions are a team I'd really love to see in. It it is kind of crazy that, you know, uh, as you pointed out, just a few weeks ago, it seemed like the Packers and the Buccaneers were dead in the water. Um, but we see these veteran quarterbacks with so much experience who just like cannot be stopped um, late in the season. It's never too late. You can never really count those guys out, and that's been fun to watch as well. It is like just and Tom and, and we say on the front end, it's the NFC South. You know, it's like beating me in a dunk competition. We got to put degree of difficulty here, um, Tampa, by winning that division. 
But, I mean, they were down 14 nothing, And then Tom Brady you know, throws for over 400 yards. At some point, I guess we shouldn't be shocked by this. But on the other level, when, when someone is doing something that no one has ever done before, I feel we're allowed to be shocked. Yeah, absolutely. I was at that game on Sunday. And, I mean, to me, this is going to sound weird, but to me the thing that impressed me the most about Tom on Sunday was, I mean, yes, his passing yardage and, you know, reestablishing the connection with Mike Evans uh, was was huge because that's been, you know, the deep, the deep passing game is what the Buccaneers have been missing all season and something they've really struggled with. So to see that come together in Week 17 was amazing. But the thing that I really stood out to me in that game which I think directly uh, speaks to Tom's willing the, the Buccaneers to a win there, is that he came into that game with three quarterback sneaks for the entire season. And that's a pretty you know low number, especially yeah. for him, because that's something he's been so good at. Um, but obviously he's 45, so they started getting away from it to you know protect him so he doesn't get hurt. It's a very vulnerable position to be in as a quarterback. And in... Sunday's game alone, he had three sneaks. So he matched his season total in one game, and all three were successful. The third one was for their last touchdown. So I was watching that happen, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this this is a 45-year-old man uh, pushing himself forward. And the way that the Buccaneers do it, they they don't really have anyone pushing Tom. Like, it's Tom doing work behind the offensive line, but, like, no one is, uh, you know, pushing Tom forward, obviously, because that would probably put him at a higher injury risk as well. But it's, like, literally all him. So, to me, watching him successfully convert three quarterback sneaks, and one of the offensive linemen told me that um, he called all three of those plays on his own. So, that was not Byron Leftwich being like, hey, you know, can you do this? It was Tom being like, I'm going to do this. This is our best way to convert, you know, this third and one situation so to me seeing that i was like okay yeah like he's putting his body on the line because they know they knew a playoff spot was was winnable in that game that game there is a uh, unfortunately for someone like me is a great reminder to uh, avoid carbs and limit your alcohol intake because you see what <laughs> yeah. you see what tom brady did out there that's still not going to happen. Uh, Kaylin, always appreciate everyone out there. Go subscribe to The Athletic. She does fantastic jobs covering the NFL. Thank you. Did a great piece on just backup quarterbacks, so fun, imaginative stuff. Kaylin, always appreciate Thanks so much for joining the show today. Thank you. Have a great rest of the day. You as well.